0: Welcome to Passion. For more information about Passion, please visit us online at www.passionchurch.tv. Now let's join the service
1: already in progress.
2: They are good. My mama makes them. I know they're good. And so the, anything Mama makes is good except for meatloaf, and uh, and nobody can make meatloaf, right? So, uh, you know, that's kind of like a fruitcake. Aren't you glad we don't give fruitcakes away? I mean, that's a doorstop. I mean, what else are you going to use those things for? So anyway, on the way out, get your snickerdoodle cookies. If you're here for the second time this morning, I encourage you to come and see me right after service, and I have a little card for you that will get you a free all-American pizza just as a way of saying thank you. The ushers are preparing to receive your morning tithes and offerings. Aren't you glad? We sang. God is faithful. Aren't you glad that even when the economy's bad, we can still say that our God reigns and he's faithful, amen? So I'm thankful that he's so good to us. And so as you give this morning, just give out of obedience and the fact that God is faithful. Come on, ushers, if you will. As they're coming, let me remind you of a couple things real quickly. Next week is a special Sunday. It's Doctrine and Dinner. Even though it's kind of brunch, we call it dinner because the D's go together. Doctrine and Dinner. And uh, so we want you to bring a little brunch item to share. And we'll be eating in here together. And my father will be talking to us about one of our doctrines, which is we believe in healing. Anybody ever been healed? I'm thankful for healing. I still believe that God... God heals, Amen. So my dad will be talking to us about healing. I want to remind you: change your Labor Day plans. Not hit your neighbor right now. Say, change them, change them. You need to be here on, on September the fourth, Sunday, September the fourth. Everybody say Sunday, September, September the fourth. Don't go to the lake until Sunday afternoon. All right, because together we're we're bringing all of our Bethany campus for the first time. We're encouraging all of them to come and join us, and we're going to corporately worship because we launch in Bethany on September 11th, and we want them to know what passion is really like. It's an, it's one thing to tell them. It's another thing to let them come experience it. So I encourage you to make sure that you are ready and revved up and ready to go that morning. Hey, Amen. Don't you stay up late that Saturday night. You get in your car about two hours early and turn on a little praise and worship music and get geared up and ready so when they walk in, they understand what passion is really all about. And then the other thing I want to tell you is that as we did last year, we had a Passion Sports Boys basketball team that is expanding this year. We are actually going to field two teams. And I was talking to Brad before church and he said he thinks we're going to have somewhere in the neighborhood of 22 kids out from the community and from our church playing ball together. So if you would like to help With that, you can go see Brad, or if you want to sponsor one of the young men, because we have some of the young men that play that are not financially able to play, but we go get them out of the apartments, and we let them join us, and we train them, and it's going to be good, so I encourage you to help there. Amen? It's a powerful ministry. In fact, one of our families that attends now from the apartment complex come because they got saved because of basketball amen and so I'm excited about that well this morning I want to preach a standalone message to you we don't do this very often but we're kind of in between series and so I want to just start this uh one one time message and it, it, there's this phrase uh that's kind of interesting uh, it's this phrase who cares who cares it's kind of an interesting phrase uh depending on how you say it the intention and the meaning can mean different things it can be used to show disdain uh, I remember uh, one of my very vivid memories of high school is that when I was a senior 25 years ago, y'all pray for me. I'm going into therapy this week. 25 years ago, I remember during girls' basketball. Now, this is when girls played three-on-three uh, on, three on each end. Yeah, y'all don't remember that either. We, My, my, my county, Caddo County, was the last county in America that switched to five-on-five. Five. So when I was a senior, it was three-on-three on, three on each end. Three played offense and three played defense, and they couldn't pass the half-court line, right? And I vividly remember our girls' team made the state playoffs and we would travel to go see them play and I remember this when they were announcing the opposing lineup we would stand the student section would stand and we took newspapers and they would say and now playing for Mandil whoever Susan Wilkerson we would all raise the papers in front of our face and go who cares right because we didn't care about them we wanted our team to win we didn't win um Maybe it's because we were mean. I don't know. So it, it can mean dis, disdain. It, uh, it, it can be, uh, if you say it right, you can even say it in this way. I don't really care what you think. I, I'm going to do what I want to do, and I don't really care what you think. Who cares what you think? Anybody ever told you that? Did you slap them? No, you didn't slap them. I know you're nicer than that. So anyway, so who cares? Uh, that phrase, who cares, at the right moment in your life, can shake you to your very core. When you're going through something and you examine the landscape of your life and you begin to wonder, who really cares about me? And you look at yourself in the mirror after you're going through a tough time and you say, who cares? That can rattle you. It can shake you. And so I want to take you to a passage of Scripture this morning out of Mark chapter 4 where we see one of these who cares Moments. Mark chapter 4 verse 35 through 41 says this, says, that day when evening came he said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side and leaving the crowd behind they took him along just as he was in the boat, there were also other boats with him. Uh, A furious squall or a storm came up and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. And Jesus was in the stern sleeping on a cushion and the disciples woke him and said to him, Listen, teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up and he rebuked the wind and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. And then the wind died down and it was completely calm. He said to the disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? And they were terrified and asked each other, who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. The disciples had this "who cares" moment. They, they're out in the middle of the sea, and they're convinced that their boat is going down. That they'll never see another sunrise or a sunset. If they'd had cell phones, they would have been on them, dialing their family and relatives, going, I'm, "I'll never see you again. I love you." Have you ever thought about doing that in an airplane? I always had my cell phone ready on the airplane, just in case it was about to go down. I was, "I'm going to break all the FFA rules and I'm going to dial and tell the boys I love them." Tell. You. So I think they were ready, man. They were. I don't, they didn't have cell phones, so I guess. They they were picking up the cans with the long string back to the bank y'all get that later and say so, we love you we're going down we're we're done and jesus is asleep in the in the stern of the boat and they come to him and they shake him and they wake him up and they say who cares don't you even give a rip that we're about to die don't you recognize that our life is over don't you recognize that we're about to drown and you're going to go down with us don't you even care well I want to share some thoughts with you this morning that I think are important for us to understand because the first one is this and, and, and I'm coming to realize this more and more as I get a little older and I go through more things and that is this. You can still have who care, who cares moments even with Jesus on board. Oh, now y'all stay with me because I'm going somewhere. Even with Jesus as the Lord And the Savior of your life. Even when you've come to that moment in your own life where you've said, I've given you everything, all I am is yours. Even at that moment, even in that condition, there come moments in your life, even with Jesus on board, whether you wonder whether anybody really cares. Let me see if I can pick some of them for you. My health is failing. I've done everything I know to do. I'm exercising, I'm eating better, I'm taking the medications, I'm following the doctor's orders, I've done everything I know to do, I'm at wit's end. Doesn't anybody really care about me? They don't even know how bad I hurt. They don't even know how bad I'm going through. Who cares? Uh, maybe I'm working so many hours that I have no real life left. I mean, I've cut everything that's non-essential. I'm still look, still coming up short. I'm working a budget. I've tried to work out every financial solution that's known to mankind. I've listened to Dave Ramsey. I've listened to whoever else, uh, Susie or whatever her name is on, uh, on on TV, CNN, or wherever she's at. I've tried to take all the financial advice that I know to take, and my money still runs out before my month. Anybody there? I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm crushed mentally. I'm crushed emotionally. I've used all my energy. i worry constantly. I'm overcome by a mountain of concern and stress because of my finances. Doesn't anybody really care? I've held on, I've cried myself to sleep, I've fixed myself up, I've gone to events where there will be possible candidates, I've presented myself in the very best light, and still there seems to be nobody for me. All my friends are married, all my all my classmates are married and have family, and yet I can't find anybody. They've found their soulmate, and I'm beginning to wonder if there's nobody out there for me. Doesn't anybody really... I've done my best, I've loved, I've compromised, I've believed, I've prayed, I've wept, I've fasted, and still there's no answer for my issue. My addiction hasn't broken, my bondage hasn't weakened, my marriage hasn't gotten better, my life hasn't leveled out, my dreams are shattered, my love is still denied. Doesn't anybody really care? Even with Jesus on board, hear me this morning, even with Jesus on board, you are still sitting next to people that really wonder if anybody cares. Even though they worship, even though they dance, even though they pray, even though they give, even though they serve, even though they smile so you won't know, even though Jesus is on board of their life they still really wonder does anybody care i say that because i want to point some things out to you this morning the first one is this is uh, is this don't mistake lack of response for lack of control i uh, see y'all didn't get that see uh I, I think that we think his lack of response reveals a lack of care, but I want you to understand that I believe that Jesus' lack of expected response in this passage reveal, revealed more about the disciples than it really revealed about him. And what I would say to you this morning is this we all have expected responses. I expect Jesus to behave in particular ways. When my life is falling apart, I expect Jesus to show up and bail me out. Doesn't matter how many bad decisions I made up to that point. Doesn't matter how bad in disobedience I was. He's Jesus. And if Jesus is on the boat, then Jesus should step up and speak to my storm. He's got to to respond in the expected manner. If I'm sick in my body, I expect him to show up in the expected manner and to heal my physical body right now. If my finances are going to pot, I expect Jesus tomorrow morning. I, Jesus, you just got to get this right. When I wake up in the morning, there's a zero in the checkbook this, tonight. But when I get up in the morning, some supernatural manifestation, there's going to be a bunch of zeros with a bunch of ones in front of them. And I, and I don't know how you're going to do it. I just ex- That's my expected response from you. But sometimes have y'all figured this out yet? Sometimes Jesus doesn't respond like we thought he would. Anybody else figured that out? Man, if he would just do it the way I wanted him to do it, when I wanted him to do it, all would be well, right? But Jesus doesn't always respond. See, our problem is is that we equate the lack of a miracle and we equate the lack of communication. Y'all ain't never been where you ain't heard God, right? I've just been in seasons in my life where I haven't heard God. What, aren't you talking anymore? What's the deal? Why do, Brass ceiling? How come I can't get a hold of you? And we equate lack of communication and lack of provision as lack of interest but I want you to hear me this morning. There are some people in your lives that sleep through your storms because they don't care about you. I think I want to say that again. There are some people that you have in your life right now that sleep through your storms because they really don't care about you. But Jesus slept through the storm not because he didn't care about them, but because he was confident of the outcome. See, I think some of you need to go home and get your little cell phone out and delete some folks and get them out of your life because they really don't care about you. What they really care about is the drama that you bring into their life and the provision you bring in their life and the good that you do for them. They're really concerned about what they can get from you, but they really don't give a care about you. You need to get them out of your life. But if we're not careful, what we do is we mistake When certain people don't respond like we think they should, and one of those people is Jesus, when Jesus doesn't respond like he should, then we think he doesn't really care. But what I am saying to you is that you've got to come to this understanding that just because Jesus doesn't come running to you wide-eyed and panicked and sweating bullets, that doesn't mean he doesn't care. That just means that he's confident about the fact that he's got you in his hands and he's not going to let you go. See, I I think we think that Jesus ought to get as nervous as we are. I've never quite been able to make Jesus nervous. Now, I think we can make the devil nervous. See, I got three amens out of there. Y'all weak this morning. But Jesus just has this habit of staying calm, cool, and collected. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? he's like that guy, I know it's a terrible commercial, but I just had this flash. See, this is how my brain works, Tara. I'm weird. It's a liquor commercial, I think. Uh, It's the guy they said when he pats you on the back, you put it on your resume. Y'all remember that commercial? Yeah, he's cool. He's the coolest cat. Yeah, yeah, that's Jesus right there. When you're going through the storm, he probably might just sleep through it. Just because you're nervous doesn't mean he's nervous because he's got you. He's got you. We get in trouble when we want him to be nervous because it is at that moment when, Jesus, you're not as nervous as I think you ought to be, then I will take matters into my own hands and I will do what I think is best and expect you to make up the difference. Quit mistaking lack of of, of miracles and lack of communication and lack of provision as lack of concern. Just because he hasn't shown up like you thought he should doesn't mean that he's not on the scene and not right there to minister. Hold on and understand that he's still there and he's there because he's confident in the outcome. The third thing I want to say to you this morning is this, his boat choice should comfort us. let, Let me explain, I'd never seen this before. Verse 36, leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat and there were also other boats with him. So maybe I ought to just comfort you This because misery loves company. Some of y'all are going through some rough times. Let me just clue you in. You're not the only one who's being rocked right now. Get out of the pity party and get out of the dumps and understand you're not the only one whose boat's being shaken right now and rocked a little bit. There are other people out there too that's going through exactly what you're going through and sometimes more. But I want you to recognize the power of that verse because it says there are all these other boats that are being rocked too. But Jesus was on their boat. I just came to encourage somebody this morning and just say to you that Jesus could have let you ride this one out by yourself. He could have chosen to stay on the bank while you're going through what you're going through. He could have chosen to just let you just tough it out. This is just about you. I'm just going to let you handle this one. But what ought to comfort our soul this morning is that Jesus chose to get on my boat. Jesus said, I love you so much and I'm concerned about you so much that even though I might sleep through it and make you nervous a little bit, I'm going to get on your boat. His boat choice should offer us comfort to recognize that he loved us so much. That he chose to ride our boat. I just want to remind somebody this morning that he cares about you. Oh, some of you need to tell yourselves that this morning. You need to look at yourself in the mirror and say, you know what? God cares about me. Who cares? He cares. He cared so much that he climbed right up in the, the middle of a boat that was doomed for destruction and chose to ride it with them. And what I am saying to you this morning is even in, in spite of all the bad choices and the bad decisions that you made, Jesus loves you so much that he said, you know what, even though they can't seem to run their life right and even though they keep making a mess of it, I'm just going to climb right up in the middle of the boat and I'm going to take this ride with them and it might get bumpy for a little while but I'm there because I love them some of you need to look around in your life and recognize that Jesus is here and the fact that he chose to still ride with me comforts me the other thing I want to say to you and this is a powerful statement and I understand that but I, I need you to ask yourself some hard questions this morning I want to know who you have who can speak to your storm. Who is in your boat? Examine your life. Examine your circle of friends. Examine your circle of acquaintances, the people that you hang out with. Who do you have in your life who can speak to your storm? See, a lot of you have people in your life that can explain your storm. And they can define your storm. And they can describe your storm, but none of them can speak with authority to your storm. See, it's essential to figure out who's on the boat with you. Some of you need to go find somebody in your life. That's why you better be in the right church. That's why you better be listening to the right folks. That's why you better take stock of who you're allowing to speak into your life. Because some people can actually speak a storm into your life, but they can't get the storm out of your life. And I am telling you this morning that you need somebody in your life that can stand up in the front of your life and say, I rebuke the hand of the devourer. I take authority over the sickness. I take authority over the brokenness. I take authority over the addiction. I take authority over that broken relationship. I take authority over that sickness, and I bind it in the name of Jesus. If you don't have somebody like that in your life. You might as get ready. as well get ready. You're gonna ride storms the rest of your life. Some of you need somebody that come can come and speak calmness. So, see, some of you got folks in your life that can stir it up. You got you got anybody in your life that every time they show up in your life and begin to talk to you, storms rise up. Uh, they they I don't they got this anointing. I guess I don't know. It's one of those spiritual gifts not listed in scripture. To push your last button. They could say, go get milk, and just by the tone they say it, it's just like boom and chaos, right? No calmness. I mean, you're 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 having a great day, and they can bring you down. Come on now. Don't look at your spouse right now. Don't look at your kids. You've got to have somebody in your life that can look at you and say, look, peace, be still. And all the chaos subsides. And life becomes good again. If you don't have that kind of person, it's going to be a rocky ride. The last thing I want to say to you this morning is this, and listen carefully. Listen carefully. This is one of the most powerful things I think I'm ever going to say to you. I honestly believe this. The Lord gave me this, and, I, and, 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 he, and he wowed me. I want to encourage you this morning, when you are starting to deal with the who cares issues of your life, to fear correctly. Fear correctly. Let me explain Scripture says that Jesus recognized when he he woke up, he was startled out of his sleep, cleaned out the eye boogers and did all that kind of stuff. Come on, y'all, read your scripture with some imagination. He was fully human and fully God. Okay, cleaned out those eyes. He stood up and he saw the fear and the terror on the face of his disciples. It says in scripture, I read it to you, he said he saw that they were very afraid. So Jesus does what Jesus does. He steps to the bow of the boat, and he speaks peace and calm. Check this out now. And they were afraid of the storm, and when Jesus speaks to the waves, they stop. And the Bible, stronger word here says, and they were terrified. Catch that now. They were afraid of the storm, but they were terrified of him. Yaing old oh man. They were shaken more by the solution than they were by the situation. They didn't fear correctly. Some of you are more afraid of the answer than you are of the problem because the answer will require you to change. Some single lady in the house needs to listen to me this morning. Some of you are afraid of the relationship that you are in right now, but you are terrified of being alone for the rest of your life, so you don't fear correctly, so you trust inappropriately. See, some of you are afraid of your financial situation, but you're terrified of cutting up your credit card. And, and working a budget would be just way too difficult. And so even though you're afraid of being broke, you're more terrified of doing anything to correct your brokenness. Some of you are in marriage relationships right now that are falling apart. And you're terrified that my relationship with my spouse is always going to be like it is right now. But you are not terrified of the right thing. Because... Although you're afraid of your relationship relationship being jacked up, you won't go get counseling and you won't get any help because you are terrified that that might be painful and expensive. See, I want to say it to you like this. This is what the Lord said to me. Misplaced fear causes misplaced faith. That's good. I'll just amen myself. Y'all don't have to amen me. I'll amen myself. I didn't say it. God gave it to me. You know, I might write it sometime and get some credit for it. But I didn't tell you, it was God. Because I realized this is how we operate. Misplaced fear causes misplaced faith. So if we fear the wrong thing, then we will believe in the wrong thing. See if you are afraid of being alone, then what you will do is you will have faith in the wrong person. Because there is some slick joker that's gonna come up and make you think he's gonna take care of you the rest of your little life. And you will believe him until it's too late. See, I am convinced of this is, is is of this fact. I am convinced that our storm will not stop until we are willing to embrace the solution. So y'all didn't hear me. Y'all didn't amen me there because you don't like that one because that's right where we live. Our storm will not stop. I can pray for your storm to stop. I can command your storm to stop. But until I am in that place in my life where I am willing to make the changes necessary, they may calm down for a little while. But if you don't embrace the solution, you will walk right back in and it will get bumpy again. Could you speak to my addiction? Yeah, I'll speak to your addiction and I'll take authority over it. But if you go log on to the computer later tonight, well, it's too hard to cut off the internet. Really? Is your sanity worth it? Is your marriage worth it? Could you pray for my finances? Yeah, I'll pray for your finances. I noticed you haven't given anything lately. Yeah, I'm not tithing. But I can't afford. Come on now, I'm preaching right now, and y'all ain't shouting nothing now because this is right where we live. We, we I, but, but you just don't understand. No, what I understand is that if we would embrace the solution, that we can live far better on ninety percent than we ever could on a hundred percent because when we give god the ten percent booyah a blessing comes into the ninety percent and it becomes much easier just got a report went to the bethany campus preached about giving just in one of my messages like i just did man and wife there been saved for years had stopped tithing because they didn't think they could afford to tithe, everything was going down, they were about to go bankrupt, I, they came to me, sat down with me, and said, if you will pray with us about our finances, we will begin to tithe and try it. I said, just try it and see. I just got an email yesterday that said, hey, we've been tithing now for two months, and guess what? Well, I don't know for what. All of a sudden, she emailed me and said, we got our summer check, which is supposed to be this particular amount, and it was three times more. And just had a major medical procedure, like thousands. I'm not talking like went and got stitches. I'm talking like major surgery. Got the doctor's bill. Big fat zero. How does that happen? I can tell you how it happens. They embrace the solution. I'm trying to help you, somebody. I'm trying to tell you that you've got to embrace the solution. Could you pre- please pray for my life? My life is in chaos. Yeah, let me pray for you. Break up. Oh, no! No, I don't want to break up. <laughs> wow. Then enjoy the storm, baby, because he's a loser. Could you pray for me? I just my life, just so much chaos in my life. And yeah, let me pray for you. Show up at church about once every other week at least. Because that's the solution. When we keep our minds stayed on Christ, when we gather together like this in worship, strength comes into oh, but I would rather hang out at the lake. Yeah, I know you would. I'm going to the lake this week. But I also recognize that if I go to the lake more than I go to never mind that the lake has become my God and something about the lake just doesn't come through when I need it to. ain't never seen the lake bring provision. ain't never seen the lake heal nobody. I don't care how good the the water is. Embrace the solution. Some of you are going through unbelievable storms. Hear me this morning. I I know some of whom I'm talking to. Some of you I don't know. Some of you hide storms better than others. But some of you, I know, are going through unbelievable storms. But you've got to embrace the solution or the storm won't stop. Some of you saying, well, Steve, I've tried every solution and I've been faithful and I understand. That's those moments we go, God, do you really care? And I want you to hear me this morning. I'm not condemning you. I'm trying to heap encouragement on you this morning that God is here. And he wants to come through. If we'll put our trust in the right place, he'll come through every time. I want you to stand with me this morning. Who cares? Who do you have in your life that really cares? Who do you have in your life that's willing to stay on the boat even when it gets to rocking and shaking? I got some good folks in my life. I think I got some folks in my life that would probably lay their life down for me. But the thing that allows me to go through life even when it gets rocky and shaky and scary and I'm nerve-wracked and is the fact that I know up in the front of the boat there's this little perch and at any given moment from a deep slumber because my faith is properly placed at a moment's notice he can just get up there pull the titanic pose and say peace some of you need some peace this morning some of you really wonder does anybody care let me encourage you this morning Two ways. God cares and we care. You didn't get nervous when I, no, I didn't get nervous. I was confident of the outcome. How do we know you care? Because He put us in the boat together. <laughs> so what rocks Tari rocks me. Well, there's that portion of scripture that tells us to bear one another's burdens and when he cries I cry and when he laughs I laugh it's this, connected, this connectedness that takes place we are in this boat together you are in a safe place this morning we normally have people bow their head and close their eyes now so that nobody be embarrassed but we're in this together if you're here and you say Steve i am going through a storm right now chaos confusion pain brokenness discouragement disillusionment what you name it i got it and i really wondered this morning when i got up and came to church did anybody does anybody really really care if that's you would you do me a favor we don't want to embarrass you. We just want to love on you and let you know Jesus is here, and He just happens to have skin on this morning. If that's you, would you just raise your hand and say, "I'm one"? I wonder if anybody really cares about what I'm going through. Yeah, there's one, TJ. Yep, Ashley. Isn't it interesting that the uh, young people are braver than the adults? Ms. Maria Cameron. Anybody else? Yep. Yep. This is what I want us to do. We get to be Jesus this morning. Well, that's kind of taken. well, I understand. Right? I just happen to have him in me, and I just feel him, feel like he might just be waking up. And he might just be about ready to walk to the front of the boat. But you know how he's going to get there? <laughs> Through you. Keep your hands up. If you raise your hand, I want you to put it back up. If you're standing anywhere near one of these people with their hands up, I want you to allow the Holy Spirit to direct you. And I want you to walk to them and put your arms around them. And this is what I want you to do. I want you to begin to speak peace into their life. Take authority over their storms. Come on. Come on. This is why we come to church right here. This is why we do what we do right here. Father, this morning, we declare that we are confident of this fact. You care. You're on board. And that comforts us this morning. I pray in Jesus' name right now you would comfort these that are going through tough times. I pray that you would speak peace. I take authority. Come on, begin to take authority over their storm. We have authority in Jesus' name. Father, we take authority right now over every storm, every wave, every area of brokenness, every area of sickness, every area of lack. Father, in Jesus' name we take authority and we speak peace we speak peace i speak peace in the name of jesus right now bring comfort and calm and father even if we don't see the waves subside immediately we know this you're in the boat and we're in good hands And we will trust you. We put our trust, our faith in the right place this morning. We will fear correctly. I don't fear you. I fear a storm without you. Help me, I pray, oh God. And Father, as you bring solutions to mind as we read your word as we listen to your word as we ponder the words and the principles that you've given us to live by father if there's a solution that we have been unwilling to embrace father I pray right now for each individual that we're praying for that they would find the solution that you've offered and they would embrace it entirely and completely and the storm would stop
1: Father, we believe you're going to do great things
2: because you care. Jesus, we love you this morning. We're thankful this morning that we can run to you with all of our pain. And that you chose. God, I'm thankful. I'm thankful, I'm thankful, I'm thankful that you chose to ride my boat. And your presence is sufficient. Your presence is powerful. And so I put my trust in you. In Jesus mighty name. This is your dismissal this morning. I want you to find three or four people. Don't do this half-heartedly. Do it in such a manner that they sense your heart. I want you to find three or four people and look them square in the eyes and say, listen, I. There are some folks that didn't raise their hands that need to hear somebody this morning say, I care about you. You're dismissed. Find three or four people. We'll see you next week for Doctrine and Dinner.
0: Too far to still be the same. See who I was, I give him away today. Today, no longer bound by what people say. I know that I will make mistakes, I fall, but I refuse to stay today. I've been waiting all
3: life for so much more
0: Today we go Talk
3: somebody kill somebody We go kill somebody, Hey, kill somebody. Today we go Talk somebody, love somebody We go, Talk somebody,
0: we go. To somebody, go of somebody Today I see the hurt upon your face Thinking how much more of this can I take in a minute i'm about to break today see the pain has purpose so don't throw it away there's a harvest if you own wait don't walk out now i need you to stay today
3: though you never felt
0: I felt my last drop of rain I believe I'm gonna be okay today see today I'm still here because of my faith I believe that Jesus still is the way I said his name cause I'm not afraid today Woo!
1: For those of you that are going through, for those of us that are waiting on his promise, understand God has not forgotten you. When times get tough, you've got to look up to heaven and encourage yourself and say,